Hi there, everyone. My name is Ryan Kerr, and I couldn't be more excited to welcome you to my first episode of my first season of my first official podcast, Nocturnal Transmission. Nocturnal Transmission began as an Instagram Live check-in show way back in March 2020, and over the course of 100 days in a row and 100 shows in a row, I had the opportunity to chat with, interview, listen to many, many interesting, fascinating, wonderful, thoughtful, resilient, brilliant people. And what better way than in a formal podcast could I highlight some of those voices, bring out some exciting perspectives, and, you know, share some new information. So I couldn't be happier to start the very first season, the very first episode with something really fun two music theater professionals both named jonathan the jazz hands jonathans uh started their careers uh and i shouldn't say started but were mid career in march of 2020 when COVID hit and it affected both of them differently spoiler alert they've both been completely displaced from what they were doing before and we're going to hear from both jonathans one who is now in toronto canada where I am as well, and another one who is in Yellowstone National Park. And um, we're going to hear about what they're up to, how they got there, and where they're going. So here we go with the Jazz Hands, Jonathans. Yee. Welcome, Jonathan. Hi. Welcome to uh, the very first episode of Nocturnal Transmission. Nocturnal uh, Transmission. I mean, it's not really the first because I did 100 in a row on Instagram, uh, which was a lot. Very, very tiring. Um, and then I had to take a little break, which I think I've taken more than 100 days break. <laughs> and here we are again. But this time we're like, you know, I'm taking like a little bit more... Um, you know, intimate and interactive time with like a one-on-one -on -one situation, a little bit less sort of, you know, there isn't the live pressure, although I do like the live pressure sometimes. And you're a theater performer, which we'll talk about in a second. So you probably also enjoy the live pressure and, you know, the on the spot thinking and all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But <laughs> I'm really excited to talk to you because um, in addition to being handsome and also living in the same city as me right now, uh, we both like musical theater, except you're actually doing it as a person, you know, in your life. And, and you have done it, though, so... Well, you know, I've, I've definitely, um, yeah. On Halloween, you did it. On Halloween, I was a very convincing Annie. Did you Weird. like my, my whole Annie, my in-denial Annie? I'll come out tomorrow. Yes, I yeah, loved it. That I loved so it good. also. Um, I also... <laughs> It was the first time I had gotten ready for Halloween without thinking of seeing anybody with this bizarre mm. COVID situation. Um, so tell me, you're in Toronto, but you're not from Toronto. In fact, you would normally be, where would you be? What city would you be in right now if you weren't here in this city? Ooh, that's a heavy question. <laughs> I think we would have been in... Maybe Buffalo, New York. Oh, that's not far from Toronto. Cleveland, Ohio. I was on tour with Hamilton. Hamilton, the musical. The musical. Before uh, everything went into this new chapter of life that we're living in now. But yeah, I was in Toronto doing Hamilton. Yes. Uh, the tour. And yeah, I think our itinerary would have had us in Buffalo or Cleveland, I think right about now. But if I wasn't in the show, I'd probably be in New York or maybe over in Europe. Some, I don't know. Every I kind of just flip a coin and go wherever I want to go whenever I don't have anything happening. But here you are in Toronto, which is sort like of a surprise. It's almost like your tour, you know, it stopped. So you so I know a little bit about this story, which is that you were on tour with Hamilton and you were in Toronto um, and you actually the, the Toronto tour was just beginning, right? It was, or was it midway? Like your It Toronto was about section? five weeks in. We had a, I think we had a 14, 13 or 14 week stay here in Toronto. And it was the Canadian premiere of the show. So everybody was very, very excited. I went to McGill for my master's in opera. So it was almost like a homecoming for me because a lot of my musician friends live in Toronto now. So I've been able to rekindle my friendships with them, yes. especially during uh, the lockdown too. A lot of social distant hangs in the park or going over to the island. Yes. 
uh, I just, I, I love Toronto so much. But anyway, we were a few weeks in and I actually had a leave of absence for three weeks to go do a show at New York City Center. Amazing. Encores, Amazing. Where you saw, that's probably where you saw Company, actually. I think that was at City Center. Uh, it's possible. We were talking about how I, I saw a company in New York and met uh, Jordan Roth, who was the producer by accident in the line of the yeah. washroom and shot my mouth off about how one of the performers didn't live up to my expectations. No, <laughs> but anyway. Um, we love uh, honesty. But yeah, so I was doing a show there with some of my uh, Broadway idols. Victoria Clark was the director. Yes. It's, a, it's an old musical called Love Life by Kurt Vile and Alan J. Lerner. Yes. Who uh, wrote My Fair Lady with um, Frederick Lowe. And Brian was that Stokes a low Mitchell. point in his career? It was, maybe. I don't know. That was no, just no, a pun based on his last name. Yeah. Okay. Like Löwe, Löwe <laughs> as in lion. That's what his name is, actually. But anywho. Stop correcting yeah. me. Brian um, Stokes Mitchell. So he was in the show with you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had such a crush on him when I was younger. He is my absolute idol. Ugh. And when he walked into the room, I just kept my composure. When I auditioned for Vicky Clark, I was just like, because she's, you know, Tony, Tony Award winning actress, complete superstar. An incredible director. I was just so lucky to Kate Baldwin as well. She was the lead female, the lead woman in this in the show. They're all incredible performers. So I had three weeks of working with them at New York City Center, and Rob Berman is the music director whom I've worked with for uh, many years as well. And a week and a half in, it was our last day of rehearsal before we were going to go into the theater. And Vicky Clark comes in and says, "I know you guys. This is March, March twelfth." Thursday, yeah. March 12th. She says, you guys, I know everybody's really worried about this coronavirus thing, but I woke up this morning and I just said, you know, of all the places in the world where I could be, I would rather be here with you all just working until we can't. So let's just tell this story until things happen. And we finished staging wow. the piece that morning. We went up to our lunch break. When we came back, the whole creative team was there. And I looked at one of the stage managers and he just went, Ooh, so the producer shake. came up and said, you know, unfortunately, New York just had this ordinance of no less than 500 people in one space. No and more then than 500. All of, yes. Yeah. But then all of Broadway actually ended up going into lockdown as well. Yeah. And that, that everything was, shut down. That was like within within a couple of hours or like the announcement? Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so my brother, actually, who was also an actor, Nicholas Christopher, he was going to be in the LA company of Hamilton as Aaron Burr and they were getting ready for their first preview performance that Thursday night. Wow. So they didn't even get to perform for an audience. Now did you get so, to perform for an audience? Or were you canceled? You were canceled before Life. as well. No. So, so neither of you yeah. No. Ah. So Love Life was uh, we did the show for each other yes. and then we all went out and had a grand old time. The next day I was in bed just deciding whether or not to stay in New York for the week and a half and finish off my leave of absence then or if I come back up to Canada. And it turns out Hamilton was still running here that Thursday night and then that Friday night as well. So I called my stage manager and said, can I come back? And they said, yeah, you took the leave of absence. You can come back whenever you want. Oh, so I called WestJet. They said, honey, get yourself over to the airport right now because they may shut the border. I booked an Airbnb in the taxi on my way to the airport, got my stuff there. I was able to get back into Canada. And then the next morning, Hamilton called us and said, everything's Everything. going under lockdown until April. It was like for a few weeks yeah. so that or so we thought. So right. that's why a lot of people stayed. Some people did go home. They had the decision to before the border shut down. Yeah. And I just said, I'm just going to wait it out because I'm, I'm originally from Bermuda. I grew up in Boston. You know, I went to school in Michigan, Montreal. I've traveled all over the world, worked in so many places. And I love- Sung duets with I Celine Dion as well. Home. Who? You've sung duets with Celine Dion, you know? Who? Um, you know what? Yes. Um, <laughs> Celine, Celine Dion? Uh, she's Celine the Dion? reason why I went to McGill, because I wanted to be in Montreal for two years in the hopes that she may just somehow be around. Yeah. Did that happen for you? Did she, Was no, she around? No, she was in Vegas. She had her twins. My, I was at McGill 10 years ago. But um, no, but I ended up meeting her in 2015. 2016 in oh. 2016 she was singing on the today show and i was in new york for a month visiting my family before i had this gig 
uh, abroad. Uh-huh. And she was doing a free concert at the Today Show. And I went with my friend and I said to him, I'm going to sing with her today. And I'm going to sing Beauty and the Beast with her today. And he's like, yeah, okay. And then I saw <laughs> some sort of stage hand up on stage. Or he was like an intern for, for the Today Show. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he was walking by me. So I struck a conversation with him, told him that I love Celine. I'm a singer myself. And the reason why I'm a singer is partially because of her. And he's like, okay. And then I'm from Bermuda. 15 minutes later, I hear somebody go, hey, Bermuda. <laughs> and I said, excuse me, yes. He says, Celine needs a couple of audience members. We're doing this game show segment. Uh, do you want to do it? And I went, yeah, cool. Yeah, I can do that. I can do that. Oh I'm my freaking God. out inside. So of then course. I met him at the nine o'clock. At nine o'clock, we went upstairs. Um, it was like she would sing one line of a song and then you'd have to buzz in and finish the phrase. Oh my stars. And if you watch, if you watch that footage, I buzz first every single time, but there were some overzealous uh, people, of course, because you want to sing with Celine. So people would start singing before I did, but I was, I kind of kept my cool because I knew that she was going to sing Beauty and the Beast. I just had it in my body. Yes. And so then she goes, tale as old as time, true as it can be. So I buzz, barely even friends as somebody bands unexpectedly. And I just kept singing. Just a little change, small to say the least, bold, a little scared. And she just goes, <laughs> and walks up to me. We had these inflatable microphones. And she just walks up to me, and then we got to harmonize for five seconds. But I just stared her down because I was like, girl, this is our moment. <laughs> this is okay? this is it. After this, it's all downhill. I'll be in and, a, I'll be in a, a condo in Toronto waiting out a pandemic. So give me literally. something to hold on to. <laughs> <laughs> literally literally so so no. um okay well that's that's pretty amazing i do have to say though you know it sounds like it was destined for you you manifested that exact moment exactly to come out that way so you know i'm sort of not surprised sounds like mm-hmm. you know have you manifested other things like that i'm yes, just curious can I you have. manifest on behalf of others as well <laughs> <laughs> i'll try to it really is just like when you channel something that so hard so in a way but it wasn't hard because it wasn't in earnest whereas a lot of my hopes and dreams are in earnest or almost out of fear like i want things to happen in my life mm-hmm. but then once they do it's like okay well i i did ask for it i have to work hard to maintain it or it didn't actually happen the way that I had imagined it, mm-hmm. but I still have to appreciate it. Or maybe not in the timeline that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then when I think about it, I, I'm actually like, wait a minute. I did get exactly what I asked for. Okay. Exactly what I asked for. Well, you sound like, the, I mean, you sound like the, the type of person who is made for uncertainty and, mm-hmm. and, uh, change like quick pivot, quick ball change, a mm-hmm. kickball change. Um, yeah. But at the same time, you know, here you are, like in Canada, you've been here since March, right? Um, and there must have been moments when you wanted to go back to the U.S. Of course, the border closed, so you could technically go there, right? You just could not return. Exactly, I can. I can go back. My hope, at least for the first couple of months, was that. Uh, things would open up again. We'd be back performing. We still had a few months left in Toronto and then they reorganized our schedule a bit to see if we could stay in Toronto longer. And then we were going to go to Ottawa. And so I said, you know, let me just wait out spring here. I don't have a place of my own anywhere. You know, I carry my stuff and then I have a lot of things in storage in Boston uh, and at my mom's apartment in Boston. So I... And she splits her time between Boston and Bermuda. My brother's in LA. My sister is north of Boston. So you're all basically, you all come home for Christmas though. (laughs) Yeah, we usually go to Bermuda for Christmas or we'll all go up to Boston for Christmas. It just, and it depends on our work schedules as well. Because I was in Indianapolis this past Christmas. We had Christmas day off or we had Christmas Eve off. We had one of those days off. So I flew to New Jersey and saw my sister and her in-laws there but regardless i'm always just any place i hang my hat is home right is a song yeah i think that's that's a song true for me yeah yeah i'm actually singing it uh i'm doing this live stream concert for 
for anybody, I guess, that wants to watch it. I'll send you the link and the yeah. information for it. Yeah, but and that's coming up I, in December, right? In the mm-hmm. mid-December December 11th through 13th. 13th. It will be available on demand. And is it, oh, so is it, it's like going to be a recording and you can watch it at any time situation? Yeah, oh. so we're going to do the live recording at the end of this month at, uh, it's called Small World uh, Space. It's an artscape yeah. uh, space over on Shaw, close to Trinity Bellwoods. And they are, it's a performing venue, but now they're offering live stream recording, high quality and all of that. So I'm going to do this. I have a couple of... Uh, sponsors that are helping me out Excellent. and we're gonna i have a band and we're gonna sing some great songs including any place i hang my hat is home but i just i fall i fell in love with toronto um when i arrived here we arrived here in february actually before i left for my couple of weeks yeah and i just love the big city feel but i also appreciate the vastness of it's very big <laughs> of it and there are parks everywhere. everywhere i'm currently downtown right now i mean you can see this crane right here in that big skyscraper mm-hmm. there are a lot more skyscrapers that way but the fact that i'm on the ninth floor and i have this spectacular view and i don't have to be on the fifty thousandth floor in order to see to, the city yeah, this faces north but and i see a couple of parks already and i just feel like i can breathe here yeah and yeah. uh if i was back in new york which I, I, I love and I'm I know that New York is the hub for the entertainment industry, especially singing and theater. Uh, I would probably have to be with three or four roommates. Right. And kind of just be in each other's space. And you have your own apartment, right? You've got you can actually and you know, for the viewers at home, you're a big person. You're like six foot three. Six foot six four. Six four and a half. And a half. Thank okay. You. Um, so that means like your arms are about you know the size of a flip, one or two football fields so having yeah. your own space to stretch out matters um and and i i hear what you're saying too about having a, a break maybe from the the hustle and bustle i mean it must be a blessing in disguise to be able to sort of have a home like one place with your hat for a little while as opposed to like getting off that tour bus but at the same time there's been some crazy stuff happening in the states and you know certainly like in terms of what the, how the coronavirus has been held uh, or how, how we've been dealing with it in Canada has certainly felt different than what I see on the news. But you have people that live there, family you love. And has it been difficult mm-hmm. to be watching them from here, from your kind of safe, safe park haven? <laughs> well, uh, it seemed safe. Now, you know, cases are on the rise. And, That's true. And That's we're breaking true. records here as well. Thankfully, not as much, but kind of per capita, it is kind of getting up there, unfortunately. That's true, yeah. But again, I've always been away from home. Right. So I feel as though it's uh, through technology and through texting, the group texts that right. my siblings have, we are we're in constant connection now, even more so than almost ever. And I and I do appreciate that, and I they've all you know opened their homes to me as well. Whenever I if ever I want to go back, but I I just feel with Toronto, I just feel like I could set down roots here. And even with that said, this is my eighth apartment that I've lived in this year <laughs> in, this <laughs> in year. Toronto. Just, yeah, yeah. Just between sublets and and all of that, <laughs> I'm hoping this one is a is a longer stay. But I do worry about my family and to make sure that they are that they are keeping safe and being diligent my mom is one of seven she has four sisters they are all like pretty um fun obsessive when it comes to keeping clean anyway so like they're they're good but they're you know they're getting older and i don't want anything to to happen to them and uh, my father's in bermuda by himself working and he was working at a soup kitchen for a while for all of those uh because bermuda went under full lockdown everything was shut down you could only go to the grocery store on a certain day of the week depending on where your last name falls in the alphabet oh wow and you could only stay within a half mile radius of your house and if you were outside of that radius and you passed a police checkpoint they could fine you thousands of dollars wow and they did that strictly for i believe two months the airport was shut down. They were, they were allowing some charter flights to come in for Bermudians and Bermudians only. And 
they were able to control the virus really, really quickly, but it's yeah. a small island and they were able to, to do that. Yes. Um, but then between that and then, you know, when George Floyd was murdered at the end of May and all of the protests and Black Lives Matter movement really started to grow exponentially. Yes. It's, it's funny because <laughs> you don't really see many a coronavirus outbreak happening or you didn't from those gatherings like the black trans lives matter rally in brooklyn tens of thousands of people were there was that in the middle of june yes i have friends that were there everybody was wearing masks everybody kept their distance from each other but it was huge and there was no super spreader event no no not like a trump rally like those were super spreader events. Sorry to say his name. Sorry. Yeah. But, uh, I was uh, wondering. <laughs> but, it's, but it's true. But then it, it did worry me and it worried. I was nervous because I didn't know if I wanted to go back to, I didn't know if I wanted to go back to the States. And I didn't. Obviously, there were a couple of uh, protests here and a couple of marches and I did, I attended two of them. One kind of accidentally, I was walking to my friend's house and I I just saw and it was they were so socially distant here yeah it was like there were two people here 25 yards down the street yeah you know oh, with yeah. another group of people and so i said you know let me just i'll just I'll, I'll i'll walk and i was so glad that i had that opportunity and then there was another one in uh i think it was in september that i got to go to as well up at uh christy pitts yeah christy pitts yep and oh, it was so great and to see people come together in that way and to that's kind of what the blessing has been out of 2020 is the fact that we've all had time to reflect, take a look at ourselves, take a look at our country or take a look at our people and see what is happening. Right. What are people getting away with when we are too busy, you know, rehearsing on stage or going and doing a show at night, you know? And so there's a lot of activism that we've been able to do online and offline. And that's because we've, had this time yes what's unfortunate now is that this time just keeps on being dragged out because the people up top are not doing anything (laughs) to really control it (laughs) and then for those of us who are unemployed i don't i don't know when i'm going back to work right you know the earliest projection is june but i received an email recently too that said it might not be as early as september Right. Of next year and our unemployment runs out uh, i think maybe in january or february right. even if not before in the u.s you get 39 weeks of unemployment and we only got one you want one uh, stimulus severance package from from the uh, federal government and right. that it's not enough as soon as it arrived you know yeah um, so, and so how how are you making ends meet? I mean, you're doing you're doing uh, you're doing recording stuff. Um, I I'm see. you see that that's my crane that I rent. It's just parked. <laughs> I couldn't find a parking space closer to the apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But usually, no, I just um, there's a little elevator in there, and I can just come over. You know, if you the, uh, if you crane your neck, you can almost see it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but, but really, um, no, like, I do, would, yeah. I do recordings, so that I bought this system. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like a little mini recording studio. Uh, so I record demos for a lot of composer friends of mine who are writing new musicals or are doing various projects. Uh, I've done some talks at universities, some Q&As. I, I mean, this very high-paying podcast as well, very high-paying, yeah, huge, yeah. huge money there. Good. I actually did when I was living closer <laughs> to Trinity Bellwoods. Yes. I I was doing a recording in my apartment in this townhouse, yes. and I saw my neighbor later that day. And I said, "I'm sorry, I've been screaming all day." And she says, "Oh no, no, no! You're rather good. You're quite good. Would you ever want to consider doing like a concert for the rest of the um, people in our in our block? What do you call that neighborhood? Like the." The neighborhood, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I said, sure. So then I got back. She had post-it notes with all this information. Okay, I spoke to the head of the board, of the condo board. He's approved it. 7 p.m. Do you need anything? I said, well, I have a tiny little 
Bluetooth speaker. And they said, she said, no, I'll figure it out. So then a friend of hers is actually a singer. She had a microphone and an amp that you could plug into your computer. So I got all my tracks and I gave, I did three concerts out on the patio and people came, passers-by stopped and watched and everybody was socially distant. Uh, The last time I did it was right before they said, you know, no groups of 10 people or more. So I was able to get it in and then they were so lovely they gave me some tips which I didn't ask for and then I was able to connect and network with some people too who are involved with the with the events industry here and with uh, some in the music industry here because at the end of the day my goal is to just kind of be an international singer and like I can really do the pop crossover the classical crossover um, genre really really well and I would love to to do that and to connect with people here in Toronto and figure out how I can make that happen here. Well, on behalf of, you know, the people of Toronto, your neighbors, but also, you know, all of us who are in trying to make things work differently, you know, and in a more distant. But as you say, with technology, you know, we have this opportunity to maybe connect more to people or, you know, I'm finding and this is one of the excitements about making this podcast is that. I'm finding that people who are really far away feel closer, but the people who feel closer in some cases are all seem at the same distance. Like everybody seems really far away, but made closer in an in a artificial way using technology. And so I'm I'm kind of excited to have this opportunity to chat with people like you, um, and also just to you know hear how people are surviving and and thriving you know it's it's amazing just to think that you have like a concert booked in december and for those of us who are nervous about like christmas feeling a bit different this year for me it's like a big you know thanksgiving is a big family holiday that was like essentially canceled right and and Mm -hmm. uh, um i'm i do live in toronto full-time so for me like this concept of home is very much about bringing people together and having these social gatherings so i'm excited that you're doing that you're going to be like helping to make those of us who are, you know, going through our Christmas times or our holiday times uh, feel closer with your music. It's all very exciting. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Because I have spent many a Christmas on my own as well. Well, away from my family. Right. You know, and you create your family wherever you are. I mean, I know you know that. You have quite a community of people here. And that's all we can do. But this year it is it's going to be quite different and as of the beginning of november i didn't know how different it was going to be based on the u.s election as well so right. and we still kind of don't know because it's just absolutely bonkers it is bonkers town yes but we have uh, we I have just faith. Can't wait <laughs> and that the, that glimmer of hope that we had that video of Kamala going, we did it, we did it, we Joe. We did it, Joe. Yes. You're going to be the next president of the, the United, United States. States. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I and know. that really did, um, there's still a lot of work that has to be done. Uh, but that glimmer of hope for that weekend, it really just changed a lot of people's thoughts. And I think so too. It, it just I, I feel a sense of change coming on yes at least just within our spirits yes i also took this uh mindful based stress relief course it's called mbsr oh. through the actors fund in the u.s the actors fund is incredible and they've been helping people out um throughout the whole crisis this whole pandemic too mm. um it was an eight-week course on figuring out how to manage your stress through mindfulness and that really gave me a turnaround as well because there was a point in september where things were staying the same but there was a lot of change kind of happening within my peripheral like with close to me yes like my friend that I was living with he left um to go back to the states and other other change was happening here too so I was just kind of oh my god I can't I can't I can't and then this course came along just right at the right at the perfect time and you're like oh it's time for me to manifested that too and I manifested that out of stress (laughs) maybe I do have the power I think you do. I think you do have the power. Um, and then to like bring a Canadian song into it, you're a superstar, is maybe yes. is maybe like what you're what you're just channeling. You yes, just happen to be a superstar. That is a very Canadian song. It is. Everybody was singing it on the Drag Race finale, and you're like, "What is this? Like, What's this song? What is like, this? Oh, you don't know this song? I don't know this song. It's it was uh, 
it was the I think it was the most popular Canadian song of that like of the 90s it was a pretty yeah it was a big deal for us back then yeah. <laughs> I was in Bermuda in the 90s so forgive <laughs> you know what I, I I forgive you I also there's a lot of touchstones that I wouldn't know either although I recently um did a little chair dance to the Folgers coffee jingle um which I think is like shared a shared value Yes, yes. <laughs> the right, because you grew up with through. no TV, right? Did you grow up in this one? I grew or... up with no cable until I was like 10, 10, which meant like I watched Gilligan's Island and stuff. Um, yes. <laughs> I didn't really understand why they didn't just like when they saw a ship, why they didn't like swim out to it or why. Like I just didn't understand. It seemed like they really wanted to be stuck on that island. And, you know, they, they had like a little what bit a of a... conceit for America right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's all so, so real. Um, yeah. But, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, I made up for lost time. Trust me. I spent a lot of time just um, eating chips and staring into the TV. Sometimes on the phone so that I could also have other friends watching the same show with me. Did you ever do that? Yes. I've done that. Well, I've done that for, yeah, actually I did. And we would say five, four, three, <laughs> two, play, go. Or five, three, two, one, play. And when I'd say, listen to the rhythm of the numbers. <laughs> and you have to make sure you click. Because how, how responsive is your computer when you click? Because we it's want true. to make sure that we can respond at the right time of the various episodes. Uh, these, these are the things that matter. These, but it does matter because I don't want to know your punchline before I'm ready. Like right. if I'm listening at the same time. Um, so Jonathan, my second part of the of this podcast is going to be with another Jonathan who you don't know, uh, but maybe you'll like learn about him from the interview. So uh, I look forward to splicing you two together and seeing how two Jonathans from America who love musical theater made it through or making it through. We're not out yet, are we? There's still more pandemic. <laughs> Child, winter hasn't even started. <laughs> Winter's on the wing, et cetera. Except that's more of a spring song, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Wait, were you were you Dickin? Uh no, but I did sing some for like audition pieces when I was in high school. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 nothing like a like a ambiguously unmarried uh, sort of Irish hand being like, Oh, I just spent a lot of time in the garden by myself. Sometimes yeah. my friends come by, but the door is locked. It's a secret garden. So, you know, those mm. kinds of things. Uh, I think when you're younger and you're looking for representation, you sort of align with the ones that don't definitely pursue a lady. You're just like, well, he has other interests. He could, you know, who knows? I have lots of interests. He has lots of interests. Yes. You know. <laughs> Um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. And um, my pleasure. Thank you for asking me. Well, you know, I wanted to get you on my Instagram show, but you were always very busy. So, um, and you are now as well. I just, um, I just worked around your schedule. So that's that's. Look at you. You're busy in a pandemic in a city that isn't even your home. Although it is more your home now than it's ever been. It maybe. is. It is. I love it here. I love it here. Maybe I'm you'll... working on an audition for my first film, my first ever movie audition. Yes. So I have to work on that. When I hang up with you, I have to film a couple of videos for some uh, end of year galas Ooh. that I've been asked to sing in. And what else am I working? And then my own concert. I'm trying to learn that music too. And then I also just made it to the semifinals of this competition, which I can't talk about. Just okay. Yet. Oh, okay. But well, that's great. By this point in time it will probably be announced but anyway i'm in the semifinals of a competition a vocal <gasps> competition so okay. yay yay okay well um well more on that later we'll have to check in yes. when you're when you're <laughs> broadcasting live from your solid gold palace and i'll be like remember that time you were on my podcast and you'll be like i'm sorry who is this <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank you, thank you, yeah, thank you. So. Thank you. Good to see you. Take care. My concert December eleventh through thirteenth. Okay. We'll we'll be there or square. Yes. Bye. 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 Well, hi, Jonathan. Jonathan How Savage. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm just chilling, you know? You know, chilling like a villain. You and your hats. And my hats. I literally just made this today. 
I felt really cool about it. So when you say made it, you mean like, I just put hats on my wall today? Is that what you mean by I made it? Well, I mean, I took the push pins and I like designed it by saying a grid would be like a really cool revolutionary thing to do. And there's this like octagonal mirror piece huh. that I... Which I can't, it's out of frame. I don't know if it's there or not. It doesn't matter. Maybe it's exactly. not there. Maybe you're lying. It's fine. You'll just have to trust me. <laughs> um, so I, we've never met before. We've not. <laughs> I like basically just stalked you on Instagram and then berated you. And then eventually you agreed to be on my podcast. So that's nice. That's a success story. But you asked me and I immediately said yes. So it's true. I didn't, I didn't have to like poison you or anything. It's true. It was like a low effort sort of ask. It was very nice, actually. You send me very great content, so I know <laughs> you're a person. <laughs> um, so, uh, so you're actually part two of the Jonathan podcast, because the Jonathan episode, because I already interviewed another Jonathan, who is a music theater man, who was on tour with Hamilton when COVID hit. And now he lives, he was, he's from Bermuda originally, but he was living in New York or whatever. And so then now he lives in Toronto because that's where, uh, that's where he was when the COVID shutdown happened. And so when I, I mean, obviously like I stalked you because you have a very sexy Instagram page, which is fine. And you have very long limbs. There's a lot going for you, but also you now live in Wyoming. Yes, I live in Wyoming right now. But I feel like that's not where you were before. And I feel like you're doing something different now than you were before. Because right now you're you're working at a daycare center in Yellowstone yeah. National Park. Yes. So how is that different from what you were doing before? You know, honestly, it's... Oh, I, I was about to speak. It's not that much different. But it's actually very different. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I was doing before was I would... I was and still am a professional actor uh -huh. um, and I had a contract lined up I was super excited about um, that ended up getting canceled and a trip to Europe I had planned oh but um, those were canceled and then I quarantined for like three months and then I was like okay I'm over this and my lease was coming up and I was like theater's not coming back for a while like I just want to go work in a national park <laughs> And I like started looking and it was way past hiring season. And so there were no jobs available. And I talked to a lot of people. I just reached out on Facebook and like those people connected with other people and the other people. And I just looked, 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 applied for so many things. And then eventually my friend was like, oh, my friend lives in Moab in a van in, in Utah, in Moab. And you should just call her and see what she says. She's a river raft guy. And I was like, oh, I never thought about like recreational outdoors. Like that's super cool. So I called her and she was like, yeah, Moab is like one of the rock climbing epicenters of the world. And I've always wanted to rock climb. And like Have people you done just it come before? out here and they figure it out. Say what? Had you rock climbed before? I mean, like, you know, a lifetime fitness, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, I don't, like, I don't know if you can tell, but I am not a lifetime fitness person. In fact, uh, I don't know if I've ever done fitness in my lifetime. Thank you. Yes. Heyo. Boop, boop, boop. Um, I do not. I have to clarify. I do not currently go to Lifetime Fitness as an adult. I cannot afford that. But when my parents had memberships to Lifetime Fitness in Chicago, then that was when six-year-old me climbed a little wall. So is that, is that where you're from, uh, Chicago? Well, okay. So I was born in Pittsburgh. Uh -huh. And I lived there for two years, and then I moved to Chicago, I lived there for six, and I moved to St. Louis, I lived there for five, and then I moved to South Florida uh, when I was, like, 13, where my family still lives. Wow. Um, well, my parents still live. My brother and sister actually ended up moving back to St. Louis. Um, and then I went to school in Pennsylvania, and then I moved to New York, and now I live in Wyoming right now. So what you're <laughs> saying is you hate traveling. I love traveling <laughs> so much. <laughs> And you hate adventure and like you definitely look before you leap. You sound like that type of person that's like you you do a very thorough scan before you make any moves. How did you you just read me for Phil? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting. And so you will see the other you'll you'll see the other interview as you know, when you see your video because it's paired. But the other Jonathan is very similar. He's like Mr. You know, travel because for me, so I have uh, like a small, like a minor theater background in that I went to music theater high school and I was like really considering going into theater. And then I had this, I, I was in a professional show. It was, a, it was a real gig in Toronto, here in Toronto, Canada. 
And it was a great gig. And my favorite actors, like the stars of Midsummer Night's Dream, they're very well known here. And I was like, oh my God, wow, you're amazing. So what's your life like? Like I was kind of interviewing them. I was like, what do I have to look forward to? And they were like, well, uh, you know, if you really want to make it, you'll have no fixed address. You will have uh, no, like, you know, you won't be able to plant roots. You'll have no garden. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of, and, and the most successful actor of that cast had a P.O. box, like a post office box, because he- In a P.O. box, it's my first ever. Right? And so, but, but like, wherever he lived, he always had somebody check the mail for him, but he never lived near the mail. And I was like, Ugh. Anyway, so you and the other Jonathan have very similar kind of like, boop, 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 like you're nomadic. You know, you've got this great, which in some ways means that you're so well suited for this incredible pivot that's happened with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Or. No, no, I totally agree. I, it's just, I'm like, it, it's, it's just kind of weird to think about like that, that I'm just doing this. <laughs> and like, it's so true that it's like, this is the best time to do it. And like, it, I don't know, like sometimes I stop and I think I'm like, how the fuck did I get here? Because I came out west in June and I didn't move to Yellowstone until September. Oh. August. Yeah. So, so I came out west with like a group of friends. Actually, people like this gay couple that I had known for like two months, but like we hit it off. Uh, and then um, <laughs> this girl I never met. And this one girl who I actually, I, I hope you know Stage Door Manor. I went to Stage Door Manor. Are you kidding me? No, I did. <laughs> what station? I know, but okay, it was, it was a long time ago. And it was the third, it was a long time ago. It was like the third session. And it was in like, I don't want to say, but it was like very close to the year 2000. Um, did you like it? Did you love it? I did. I'm did still friends. So, okay. So you know how all of their, did you go to Stage Door? Yeah. So you know how that's like how know, that's how I know the fifth girl is we actually went to stage for a long time ago, but she was actually friends with one of the guys in the gay couple. So I just kept tagged along. That's it was so all my idea that we should go west in the first place. But yeah, anyways. So you know how all of the like counselors and stuff are from the UK or Australia? All the all the who? Like at stage door, all oh, of the yeah, counselors? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So like I'm still in contact with all of my favorites. And I visited, I no joke, I visited two of them. Uh this past Christmas, so last year, uh, in Perth, Australia, which is like very far. And we had dinner together. And so it was like 15, oh my God, Uh, that was 17 and so 17 plus, so 20 years ago. I hadn't seen them in 20 years. Yeah, it was crazy, right? And I still still get a Christmas card from uh, from a couple and anyway, yeah, I'm still in contact with them. Sometimes I get drunken phone calls from another uh, a guy who was like in he wasn't my was he my bunk mate like I think he was in my room but anyway we were very close I still get very drunken phone calls from him and I was the same year as Sebastian Stan oh for God's sakes well I didn't okay so he was in Gilmore Girls and then he was in the the movie with the leg woman ice skating <laughs> this is the sign for ice skating um. Like, What's her like name? The Nancy Kerrigan, the movie with the Tanya. I Tanya. He was the I, abusive Tanya. boyfriend in I Tanya. Anyways, okay. a lot of Instagram followers. Weird. <laughs> okay, but it took me like 15 minutes to explain who he was, so let's not get crazy. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> so you went to Stage Door too. That's crazy. I did. I loved it so much, and I met this girl there. Like I knew this girl before, and no, except except Callaway, who's the girl I hadn't met, who lived in Moab. I knew this girl longer than everybody else. And we had like had one conversation and like I had a very specific opinion of her. And then I met her like again and she was like the coolest person I've ever met and ended up living in her house for like a month. Um, <laughs> a very specific opinion. Let's not go into it in case she sees this podcast. No, it was, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. It's just, you know, like you, you like have these, you have one interaction with the person. Uh huh. And like, and things and get real specific. Years, yeah. And it, like you follow them on Instagram three years later and you just see everything through that filter. Uh huh. <laughs> it wasn't bad at all. I just, like, I'm it's just a, really stepping Let's just change now. the subject real quick. So you're. <laughs> So after deciding she was garbage, but then meeting her and being like, oh, she's so nice, 
um, you mooched off of her for a while, so that's called grifting. And then you went to the Mo- Moab, and now you're in Yellowstone, and you... <laughs> Kinda. So I went to Moab, and we met up with all these people, and then Mickey, the stage door girl's parents, also had a house that was like an hour and a half away. Then we kind of had a home base set, but we went to Moab, and then we went on a three-week road trip with the PNW. And so Callaway P-N-W. lives out of her van, and then um, Mickey has... Oh, I guess I shouldn't say their real name. I don't know. Well, Mickey this Mouse, girl, you never know. Yeah. Literally Mickey Mouse. Um, um, had a, a car. So the five of us drove through with a van and, like, an expedition. Yes. And we drove all the way out to the PNW, and we had, like, a three-week road trip. What's the PNW? The Pacific Northwest. Oh. Yeah. And so, like, we lived out of the cars for, like, three weeks, and we also, like, lived out of, like, an RV back in Moab. And then halfway through, I was like, okay, I want a van. I'm going to buy a van, and I, I'm going to live in a van. Because when I came out here, I bought a one-way ticket. And so um, I was like, okay, that's going to be my next step. I'm going to buy a van when they go back to New York and, like, everybody else's purses, and I'm going to live in a van. And so I bought my van, like, on the second to last day of the trip, I bought it. And it's the van I have now, and I love it so much. And your van's name um, is Apollo. It is Apollo. Right. It is. <laughs> um, and, I should be a stalker. Um, like, really. I am so cut out for it. It's just so great. For the government. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. so you bought Apollo, and then you lived by yourself in it? I lived in Grand Junction, Colorado, with Mickey's family for, like, two weeks to, like, get my van, or two or three weeks to get my van set up, and also because we had a gig teaching uh, dance intensive. Um, very safe, very socially distant. There were no reported cases from after it, so it was, in fact, as safe as we said it was. So it was very safe. Um, so we. I mean, the best way to find out is intensive. until when it's done. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> Turns out it was oh, as safe yeah. as we thought. <laughs> Yay! When we took a, it was fine. Yeah, um, but it was great, and it was it was super awesome, and I did feel actually very safe and comfortable, and I take the virus very seriously. I've gotten tested so many times. Um, and anyways, so then I got my van together and then built the bed. And then I, at the time I was applying for other jobs and I looked on this website called Coolworks and I found this job called, well, I shouldn't say the name of the school, um, <laughs> you found in, Yellowstone. in Yellowstone. National park. <laughs> so there are people that live in the park? Yeah. So there is like a little, it, so I live in the Northern part of Yellowstone, which is called Mammoth. So there's upper Mammoth, which is where they have like the hot springs and like more of the touristy stuff. And then there's lower Mammoth, which is the, the, the employee housing and the school has a few houses in the, so I don't actually technically work for the park. I just live in the park and work at a school that is in the park, huh. which is an independent business. Now is yeah. this, is this so, similar to like Carney's? Like the people that work at the carnival have to have their own like school and they're sort of like, they're not part of civilization because they travel. Oh, no, no, no. We have outside people who come oh. to our school, like, because we're like, we're like 10 minutes from the entrance, okay. from the North entrance, which is technically in Montana. So you drive five minutes and then you're in Montana. So a lot of times we just say we live in Montana because it kind of sounds a little cooler. Then but right. <laughs> and so there's people who like work at the supermarket who bring their kids in um it's it's a, right now it's very limited capacity especially for covid but um we yeah so but mostly families who work in the park even if they live outside the park come in and drop their kids off and, yeah okay so bef- so okay so you're having a great time and you are planning to stay for like the next little while but you would you probably have another adventure in sight but, yes, I, I have some some thoughts I'm thinking about. <laughs> some thoughts you're thinking about. So you're not going to, like, be a child care worker forever? I mean, I think I will forever be a teacher. That's for sure. I While I'm teaching these kids, I'm also teaching um, up in Gardner. I teach an acting slash dance class for, like, for some 10-year-olds, which has been super awesome. I teach privates. Um, there's a, a woman here who's, her husband is full-time, but she's seasonal. And a few years ago, she's written this one-woman show about the lineage of the women in her life who are all, like, burlesque and vaudevillian dancers and her rejecting and then embracing it. it it's really cool. And so she, we started chatting. She was like, I would love to, like, work with you on it. So we're going to start working on that together. Oh. Um, actually, tomorrow over zoom and so like i'm still getting to be super artistic and creative and like out here which is awesome but like teaching dance i think is is one of my will always be on new york like 
I just want to teach. So wherever I go, children will be in my life. But I don't think I'm going to be a daycare teacher for the rest of my life. For the rest of your life. Um, so I found you on Instagram uh, through Kimmelman, who is from Toronto. So he, oh, he's from Toronto? I mean, he was here for a huge chunk of time for quarantine. He's a Canadian man. And I did I mean, as far as I know, why else would you spend a huge chunk of quarantine in Toronto? So, um, so he was like showing up in my Insta stories and stuff. And then, uh, then there was all this naked photos of you like posing and stuff. And I was like, oh, who's that very long limbed person? And so that's how the connection happened. But, you know, so you're kind of like living out your traveling fantasy, but you spent three months in New York before you came here. So what was it like? Like, what was it like when the quarantine was sort of, was starting and like I, there are videos of you sort of like dancing and stuff in the streets and there's nobody around what did that it feel was like crazy it was so interesting because i remember i had a i had a final callback the day before broadway shut down for something and like i was in the studio going through everything i felt really good about it and then we got the announcement that broadway shut down and i was like okay and so i went home and then we were officially in a quarantine and i was like okay i'll just go to sleep and wake up when i want which i don't i mean i do i sleep in a, you know whatever <laughs> i'm not good at relaxing and doing nothing and so uh -huh. I, I was like you know what i'm just gonna play so many video games and just do whatever i want it's gonna so, be great it was, it was great at first. And then it started and I was like, all right, this is so crazy. Like, this is real. And, and I was, I try to find the fun in every situation. So I thought it was really fun because I was like, this is crazy. Like, we're in what is called the greatest city in the world, which I agree is one of the greatest cities in the world. But I also love Toronto and I want to talk about that because I've been there for like six hours and it was great. Oh, okay. Um, but all the right. greatest city in the world. It's, it's New York is a great New York is a great city. I will not take it personally if you like New York more than Toronto. It is it is a very different, amazing, bustling, well, formerly bustling place, I guess. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like it just shut down, and we were like, what? And so I live. I used to live up on um, one seventy six in Fort Wash, and I'm so sad. I love that apartment so much, but early. Well, so anyway, um, everything shut down. I was like, okay, all right, I'm just gonna play video games and go on bike rides every day. So every day I just like rode my bike and I learned the entire West Side bike path and like there was no one out. No one, no one, no one. Wow. Except for like, like closer to the east side there were some people out but it was very barren and it was very weird and it was still kind of cold. So there weren't a lot of people outside yes. because they didn't want to be. And I just like explored parts of the island I had never seen before which was so cool. And then one day I, I went to the top of the island which I wasn't far from and I biked all the way down Broadway through Columbus Circle which if if you know it have you been to new york i'm sure i have yeah okay okay so columbus circle which is usually like a terrifying intersection sometimes yeah. um i was able to bike around and not fear for my life then i went down i went through <laughs> times square i went like near like through bryant park all empty i i biked down fifth avenue with no cars Whoa. it was crazy and then i went all the way down i kept going kept going kept going union square empty and then across the brooklyn bridge there were maybe 10 people on it Whoa. and i got this really awesome picture of me with my bike and no one else on the bridge it was crazy it was super eerie but it was also a little it, it was eerie like there was just this feeling of, of like all right well new york is like a hot spot and like this is happening and like this virus is real and we don't mm -hmm. really know anything and this is back when there were there were uh, task force updates every day and mm -hmm. like we it was just it was it was weird but then there was a point where i was like okay I don't know. I, I like, well, no, no, actually it's right when it had started, I had this idea. I was going to do this thing called Corona Corner. Oh, okay. <laughs> sometimes I do random series on my Instagram. Uh -huh. And last year during Christmas time, I did this thing called, it was called Booked and Blessed. And people had to say what they were booked and blessed about um, in like life. Because it was like, whatever. Anyways, what do you mean, like, booked, booked as in like, like, booked and blessed. yeah, but what were you like booked for gigs? So that it was the play on that, but instead of like, what did I book? And I'm blessed to like book that job. It's like, what am I grateful for in life? And it like took us through New Year's. It was, it was dumb and it evolved, but it was fun. I'm just not and sure when, if I'm jiving with the pun, but otherwise it's great. All right. Okay. I, okay. I get that. You know, it's not for everyone. <laughs> um, I've done this thing. I, I used to have this series called, which I try to carry on, but I forget about, was um, 
new friends in New York, hashtag NFINY. When I first moved to the city, I would take videos of like recording funny interactions I had had with people. <laughs> it was like, I made a new friend. Um, so the, sometimes there's a new friend in Montana. So keep your eyes peeled for hashtag NFI, whatever the last two. Okay. But anyways, I digress. My ADHD is really kicking in right now. Um, <laughs> I'm like totally I'm just I'm here for the ride it's really fun I appreciate it I appreciate it um and it was called uh Corona Corner and the idea was like what are you gonna do during quarantine to like what are you gonna use this time to do like watch a movie the movies you've always wanted read the books you've always wanted to read and like every day I had a book suggestion a movie suggestion a song suggestion like an album and like a musical suggestion and then kind of doing like every day was like just one thing and like it, it evolved and then I had like Instagram live dance parties where I just danced in my room and then like people would go live with me I did that's like, fun and I just and I and so people could submit and then I would post and then I just like did all this stuff and it, it just helps me stay really active and like enjoy it and then there was a point where I was like okay I'm kind of exhausted and like this yeah. is a lot yeah and like great i'm just spending a lot of time on social media and all i do is sit in my house and then bike outside and like so i like completely deleted instagram and then i like went completely off the face of the earth without saying anything um but then like that was a totally different experience because it was just like sitting with yourself and like actually having the time because i deleted social media have the time to do the things i actually wanted to do yes and so one of my goals and also to like hear the thoughts that you maybe never wanted to hear yeah, I got real big into journaling um, mm. right before that. So I journaled a lot. Did I journal a lot through quarantine or was I bad? I was probably kind of bad about it. Let's get real. Uh, I mean, I but, mean, I, I think like that. So I did 100 shows, 100 Instagram live shows in a row. Holy moly. Yeah, so I had, uh, I, just, I just went on live one night and I was like, and that's how this sort of podcast thing that we're doing now came to be because I did... Uh, these hundred shows and then people are like cool so like are you gonna keep going forever and i was like a hundred shows is a lot uh so maybe like maybe yeah in a row so for a hundred days i was like on live for at least an hour sometimes two and uh sometimes i program them so i'd have like special guest interviews and stuff and sometimes i would just have um uh friends pop in and do like a check-in and it would like sometimes we had people from morocco and the uk and the us and all across Canada, it was in all different time zones. It was really cool. Um, but there is something exhausting about, like as much as social media seems to give in the moment, it really takes afterwards, you know? And so there was this, there oh was a total gosh. exhaustion from that. But I also think like, you know, I'm not sure if, if, if I'm hearing what you're, if what you're saying is similar or not, but the idea that when you leave the house, it's like you're leaving to leave, but you're not really allowed to be anywhere when you're out. So it's like, you're in this strange thing like going for a bike ride is a great example because you're not going anywhere you're just leaving and then you have to come back eventually and you're like okay i'm here what am i supposed to do now yeah and there's just those moments you gotta get outside and honestly i said thank god quarantine happened during the summer because if this happened in winter god and so i there were so many spots in the city well specifically up near washington heights but in the city a little further down too, like that I like they were my spots and I would like go here and like if okay how far did I want to go today do I just want to go a short little bike ride that's I would go to this spot like if oh yeah I want to do the full hike and go to like this little beach yeah okay I'll go there and then I'll journal and listen to music and smoke weed and like whatever um it's legal here don't you worry uh I know because that's part of my Toronto story (laughs) (laughs) yep all in Canada all yeah it's been over a year it's been legal I just checked my watch but yes it's over a year October 17th Last year it was legal. It just got legal in Montana, but it's going to take a while till it actually works. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, you come back and then you're like, and I had a roommate, he was my best friend from home. And so it's like, sometimes I was just like, nothing to do with him, but like, you just come home and it's like the same thing. It's like, all right, what yeah. are we going to do today? Play Assassin's Creed. I'm going to go on a bike ride and make. I got really into making carrot and banana bread and zucchini bread mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Did but you then do sourdough? Like, okay. uh, you know, I never got into that, but my my current roommate, um, she is a sourdough queen, and I reap the benefits. <laughs> yeah, I was so. going to say, it's like, you know, if there's one per household, it's okay, but two per household's a lot. It's a yeah, lot of she bread. She needs Dolly because um, of the sheep Dolly, because you, like, clone them. Yes. 
and because she loves Dolly Parton, and you know, I love Dolly Parton. Wow, Dolly's Dolly's doing some great things for the world. She's she's definitely putting more into it than she's taken out this time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so before, so we're we're like we're wrapping up in the time department, even though it hasn't felt like any amount of time. We've already been talking for twenty five minutes. Isn't that amazing? I love talking to you. You're so fun. <laughs> well, I mean, we can talk again. That's for sure. Um, be great. But I guess I just, you know, like, you know, the whole point of this uh, this podcast or the idea behind it is to sort of get a sense of how different, how everybody around the world is being impacted by COVID, but also, you know, like what, you know, some of the pivots and some of the goods and the bads. And, you know, I think that as like a sparky music theater child, you are excited by the challenge of it. And it sounds like you're like absolutely making the best of the situation and using it for this huge adventure and all of this stuff. Um, but I guess, you know, I guess I'm just wondering like, what, what, have there been moments when you've been like, hmm, what if live theater is not a thing anymore? Like, what will I do? Have you thought about like, you know, that's just to like stab you in the heart with an ice pick right now. I actually, well, A, that's hilarious because you use ice picks to ice climb and that's something I've done since being out here. Oh my God. Uh, so I, that's really interesting you say that because thinking about it, I've never thought about a future where live theater doesn't exist. Okay. And to me, it was like, it's gonna come back. It's going to somehow, somewhere, some, in some way. Isn't that a song lyric? <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, and I, that's, that's so interesting you asked that because the idea that it might not come back just, or like, what if it never did has never crossed my mind because I've always known that like, I'm out here, but my, there is an end date and me going back to New York to go finish what I started. Right. That's incredibly important to me. So you feel like you're on a hiatus right now, like you're you're having your fun wild adventure and then you're going to get serious and you're going to marry New York City and settle down and have theater children. I am I just going watched to an go episode back of the Crown, and I'm so going I'm really to that way. see how my career progresses and see what grows from that because I I love theater, but I I love performing and I I love performing, it's very important to me and I love being in that world and like it, it's interesting like i love being out here too like they're two very specific parts of my soul that i feel like are always at battle so right now i'm really just trying to enjoy the fact that i get to be out here but and then i, I fear sometimes i do get scared that if i go back i'll miss out here too much you know but i think that's gonna happen but you know you see all these things about like you're in theater actually no very specific example someone i know who went to my school who's currently i think a junior had wrote this um, status and asked what uh, um, people who had graduated, like what they would give advice to like him in his position. And so many people were like, have a different passion, have something else that you love that you, that you can escape from theater because it feeds it. And so for me, oh, like, okay. like you can absolutely bet that two hours ago, I, there's like this little spot within the park that I like park my van and like go and read my book. I like, and that's like my, one of my spots here, you know, like I find spots wherever I go and that's one of my spots and I go and you can bet your ass that I like belted ladies who lunch into the river in one of the best performances of it I've ever given. Like, it's like, no, like I can be, I can be out here, but the actor in me and the musical lover and the musical kid and the theater kid in me is still very real. And that is so important to me, which is why I gravitate towards teaching it and like finding other ways that I can still be cultivating out here, like taking class on it, can like singing all the time, whatever, putting it in TikTok. I don't know. And then when I'm in New York, I also miss being able to travel. And so you yes. balance it and you have to find the balance. But New York is is where I'm coming back to. I don't know. <clears throat> I would love to have a home there, but I also love to travel. So I will be open to anything. Well, I mean, that's that's an amazing answer. And I'm, you know, I'm not trying to plant seeds of doubt in you. I just think like everyone's no, journey has been so different. And I think it's amazing it sounds like your journey has been like affirming, you know, that you're, you're doing amazing things and they all kind of, they're still leading towards the same, the similar or same focus that you had a few months ago. And so I wish you all the damn best because I mean, you'll be, you'll be the first guy like in Spider-Man the musical who doesn't have a stunt double because you'll be like <laughs> climbing 
the (laughs) if it's still running or or like there'll be a new it'll be called like ice climb the musical and you'll be up there and you'll be but you'll be a moose Mm -hmm. like we could you know there there's lots of moose ice climbing (laughs) yeah you know like that's not something i've ever seen before so maybe you could be like an ice climbing moose and you'll have like and then every once in a while you'll like spew sort of like a hot foamy isn't it like a sulfuric liquid is that old faithful hot spring yeah (laughs) you can just like i'm just saying you can use the experience of your yellowstone on the stage you're writing my one-man show i am and i'm not even charging a dime which is so different (laughs) we'll be in the playbill i promise (laughs) thank you so much uh uh, so, uh, do you have any like shows or anything that that you're doing, or like, are are you doing any like performing online or anything right now? Or are you just kind of like in your developmentally working on being in the moment phase? <laughs> so, uh, a little bit about actually, um, the sh- the show I was supposed to do this summer, I was supposed to do Super You off Broadway at the Dale Roth, um, and I was I was gonna swing it, and I was super super excited. It, I Swinging is when you're like you're like a alternate, like a like a understudy yeah. situation. Yeah. 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 So I cover for those two who aren't like in love with music theater, if there are any people who listen who are not in love with music theater. But anyway, yes, carry on. <laughs> but yeah, um, and uh, they they have seen they have been done such a great job of keeping themselves on the map, um, like putting out content. The soundtrack is just phenomenal the concept album is so good if you love high belting there are six fierce females well that's like six too but it's oh don't your face it's so good it's so so it's wonderful and you should absolutely look up super you the musical super you um, the musical but, okay um but. i came out here and i was like i had resisted tiktok for so long and i mean you know what i'm getting a tiktok <laughs> so i downloaded tiktok and i started playing around with it and i did this video called um it was like when your only performance opportunity is circle time, you take it very seriously. Yes. And I did Twinkle Twinkle Little Star in like the most obnoxious way possible. <clears throat> and the writer of Super You, Lords, Lords Lane, she reached out to me and she's like, this is so funny. You should, we would love if you guys would make some TikToks for the Instagram. So I made like eight TikToks for Super You using some of the music that I think were fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, and yeah, they even posted them intermittently. So it's it's nice to remember that like, okay, I'm still a part of something because they were very, they emailed us. They're like, as of now, like we are postponing. Yeah. It is not a matter of if, matter of when this show is happening, we are going to do it. It's okay. just a matter of when. And they have done nothing but prove that since. Like they're just doing such a great job of keeping themselves on the map. And so it's been really great to like, be like socially like, um, associated with them, it's yes. like yes, I'm up for the show, yes. and it feels good. And whenever I'm like a little stressed, I'm like, oh, like I don't know. It's like, oh, Super U is like real, and that is you still gonna some, happen. Yeah, you have and something like, like those people and right away to move into. Yeah, so hopefully it comes back with everything, and if not, it'll it'll just be a matter of time because it's really such a great piece and it's so cool. cool. So we'll see what happens. Well, uh, it has been a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you for thank you for taking uh, seven p.m. Mountain Time, uh, seven to seven thirty to chat with me. I really appreciate it, and um, and I'll let you know when the, when the episode is ready. And you know, hopefully, maybe maybe you can do a life update later on. You can like from from a new bedroom which has more hats, fewer hats. I don't different shaped hats. Who the worst say? thing I hate about this bedroom is that not only the wall, but the carpet is beige. So I am in a beige wonderland and sometimes I want to die. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, you're pretty sparkly. I would say like, you're probably like, you, you really rainbow it up. If <laughs> you know you. what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you so much, Jonathan. And, um, and if you, oh, and be careful out there. There's deer and moose in your land. Um, an elk? There's worse than deer, but what? moose is pretty bad. What's the and worst? Both, yeah. Elk and bears and moose and... Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to end here, and I will hopefully check in with you soon. All right. Okay, bye. You so much.